I want to share with you something that uh, is a reoccurring statement, I think, for all of us. Um, we have said it at least once in our life, if we are a believer, if we have surrendered our life to Jesus, we have made that statement, Lord, I surrender all. It's a sentiment. It's a great sentiment. It is a great intention. Um, but it's not necessarily the easiest thing to live out. Can I hear an amen? Amen. If you give your heart to Jesus as a child, as a teenager, whatever the case, and, you know, in those young years where there's not a lot of responsibility as far as daily responsibilities of adulthood, we make those statements and we think, I'm, I'm good. And then we realize life comes at us pretty hard. For those of us that's got some years on us, we still have that sentiment but we are getting a little more honest with the confession. It's hard to surrender on a daily basis, not just a one-time cover-my-life attitude. In other words, it is not a sprint. It is a marathon. That's the point. You don't get anything else out of this message today that we have to get a hold of. We've all made a statement. We've all had the intention. But to live it out, you won't get it done in one day. Let's just get honest about it. Instead of feeling guilty about it, I remember praying those words, but I haven't done real well since then. I prayed that yesterday, and I've already failed since then. We have to realize we're still in this race, but it is a marathon. So how many of you know it's an actual song that was written, I Surrender All? That song is 125 years old. And here we are still singing it at least thinking about it. And it made me think that uh, not all songs are created equal. Not all songs are timeless. Not all songs... Uh, you ain't nothing but a
38 words. So, I share with you that I don't believe all songs are created equal. Because that song would have made it a day if it hadn't been attached to another personality by the name of Dallas. And so we come back to this song, I Surrender All, 125 years old. And we're still singing. And so it made me look. And I, I, I love how this came together. I really enjoyed it myself. So if you go home today and say, Pastor was on his C game at best, I enjoyed it. <laughs> because this is a song I grew up with. This is a song I've sung in my heart. I've sung it while I'm building something, painting something, working, turning a wrench. It's just there. It's in my repertoire of my mind of songs that I cut my teeth on and I remember. It is a song that I've sung in prayer as I sing it to the Lord. It is a song we have sung congregationally. And so as I got looking at it, I thought, I want to look a little closer at the lyrics. The first verse says, all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. As I got looking at this song a little closer, for some of you that don't know that it has more than one verse, these words started speaking to me because I saw a progression in them. It's a song that, that was in somebody's mind and eventually got to paper. I think there's a lot of songs that way that we sing and we just take for granted. Somebody just sat down one day and just, and here we have it. Most songs come through heartache. Most songs come through process. Most songs come through a great period of time getting segments of it. This song is no different. That first verse is really what I think most of us say when we give that sentiment, Lord, I surrender all. Can we get honest with ourselves? A lot of us prayed that prayer the first time when we were in trouble with God. Lord, I have just made a mess of my life. I have messed up royally. I'm in real trouble. I'm exposed. So you know what? I give it to you. You do something with it. So I surrender all. It's a desperate plea at best. But God still hears it. And will bring it back. Come on. This is what I love about our God. He is so, of all the descriptions, God is so long suffering. How many knows that word long? Goes a long way. To put up with us. He put it in his sentiment that he would freely give. But when again, you're just starting out, yeah, I'll give you anything. But how many knows the older we get, we like to hold on to stuff too. This is a great song. And to daily live. I Maybe it's what Brother Chris brought out a few moments ago about offer. Maybe it's the time for a change, and maybe it's just how you start your day. Lord, I surrender all today. For this day, I surrender all. Or maybe you feel like, no, I need to do it as a point of reflection. I'll wait to the end of the day 
to say I surrender all. Whatever may work. But this, this song was written by a man by the name of Judson Wheeler Van D. Venter. What an actor. And he was from Monroe County, Michigan. He was, at a young age, a prodigy. He's one that loved art early on, loved music early on. He's one that studied art. And at the same time, was converted. Gave his heart to God at age <coughs> 17. And this is what really got my, my interest, because we're seeing this, what many of us live out, almost a dualism of... I have this life that I'm giving to God. I also have this life in this world that I'm involved in. And it's to get those two streams together. For Judson, again, age 17, he, he would go on and stay in that Ohio, Michigan region. He would graduate from Hillsdale College. He would become, after graduation, an art teacher himself, and then would be given promotion to the thing that he loved the most, art, and would be a supervisor over the art of several schools. And as a result, he started touring and he would tour Europe. He would go, of course, into England. He would travel around the globe looking at uh, art, studying art, painting art. Uh, he would go to museums. It became his whole life. And at the same time, he was heavily involved in his local church. And he sang in the choir. Again, now you've kind of seen the rhythm that we can identify with. To realize that it isn't just I go to church on Sunday and the rest of the week I go after these other passions. And they may be very noble. But we're seeing already in this young man, he said, I surrender all, I freely give. But that doesn't tell the whole story. The second verse, the words simply say, all to Jesus I surrender, humbly at his feet I bow. Listen to the next phrase. Worldly pleasures all forsaken. Take me, Jesus, take me now. Wow, a little deeper now. I don't know, this song could have been written at one time. I could not find that out. And yet I just think even if it was, it was looking back. Here again, I freely give, I daily live, but now I humbly come into your presence and worldly things I will forsake. You see, the reason this song really speaks to us to say I surrender all is because what he was experiencing. He found himself struggling with those two worlds. And for five years, he struggled. Do I give up my passion and my pursuit for art that I'm accomplished in, that I'm recognized for, because now this world's calling on me. I've been on enough evangelistic crusades, and I've been used of the Lord, and I have such a desire for that. And I have others that say, you really need to go full time. Anybody ever been there? And you're hearing, yes, I want to surrender all, Lord. Humbly at your feet I bow. Give me just a moment because I've got to make sure I'm keeping up. And he struggled. Because he started realizing, if I pursue full-time ministry, even though this wasn't evil, I have to walk away from it. For many of us, this world doesn't just represent them, though. What's other things that hold us back? 
and we say in one moment, and we're torn, and I'm going to be a pastor right now. A lot of times, Lord, I surrender all, but because I know other things that's in my life that are holding me back, I'm feeling guilty about it. You don't have to raise hands. And it starts pulling at you. And you find yourself in free worship, not feeling as free because those thoughts in your head. Lord, I want to say I surrender all, but I don't know if I can do that honestly anymore. Because I've got this thing, I've got this person, I've got this situation that I really, I've grown accustomed to. Again, this is why the Hebrew writer said, I'm going to lay aside all the sin and the weights. That so easily, so easily beset me. So again, he, he finally, at this time, would fall to his knees. And for the first time, he prayed, I surrender all. He's in his 20s. So from that, he picked up what he had learned from this part of his life. And he started traveling again into England. He would find himself traveling all throughout the U.S. He would go into Scotland and was involved in crusades. Sometimes speaking, many times singing, again, being a musician. A particular verse would speak to him. It's Isaiah 64, verse 8. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. And we all are the work of your hand. It is Romans chapter 9, verses 20, 21, that echoes the same thing, but yet it speaks to us in a clearer voice, and it says, does the clay have the right, I'm paraphrasing, to speak to the potter to say how you want to be created? Does the clay have the right to be angry at the creator the way they were created? I would, I would rather be this kind of vessel than what you made me, because I've seen other vessels, I would like to be that vessel, but you made me this way. You see, I think we've all been there. And we struggle. We see somebody else talented in, in an area that we're interested in, but we just can't quite do what they do, and something starts happening in us. It brings us to our knees humbly, again, to pray, but Lord, I've got to surrender my feelings to you. I've got to I've got to surrender my confessions to you. This is the biggest word in all our vocabulary, and it's only got three letters. All. That word all is totally encompassing, isn't it? You see, there really is depth to this song. How many have already forgot the lyrics to Hound Dog? How many are still chasing that rabbit? The third verse. I, again, I see progression. All to Jesus I surrender. Make me Savior holy thine. Let me feel the Holy Spirit truly know that thou art mine. Again, here in greater desire, make me holy thine. It's, it's this graduation of spirit. It is this deeper understanding. And now the joy of knowing God. And the more that I know him, the more I want to know about him. The more that I see him in my life, the more that I want to see other things in my life. 
The times that I have recognized God in times of sorrow or loss, times of, of frustration, and see that God is still there and doesn't abandon makes me love him all the more. To be wholly thine, that you're not just a God of the mountain, you're the God of the valley. You're not just a God of promotion, you're the time of demotion. You're still God. You're the God when it is a bright sunny day and you're still God when it's raining and gray and gloomy. You're still God when the house is full and there's joy and dance and excitement. And you're still God when I'm sequestered in my room for a year and a half. You are God in the car when I'm driving through traffic. And I remember that you're in the car with me so I have to keep my mouth shut. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Still chasing that rabbit. It was here in Palestine, Ohio, in the home of George Sebring. It was his family that founded Sebring, Ohio. And it was this same George Sebring that later would move to Florida and yes, he would found Sebring, Florida. In this home, he finds himself at age 41 and now pens these words of this song. It started so long ago in a sentiment. It started so long in a statement. It started so long in a prayer. And now with world travel, responsibility, adulthood, marriage, all these things, he now has fallen to his knees and he's writing up the words. I don't know about you, but this thing speaks to me. To realize how long-suffering God is. And how much he truly loves us. And when we give up on ourselves, when we have done something incredibly stupid. Anybody ever done anything incredibly stupid? What about in the last 24 hours? And he still loves me. Is anybody else like me? Do sometimes you come to church and you're like, I don't really want to be here today because I don't feel worthy. Because I've been stupid. Or I just haven't been in his word. Or I, I haven't hugged the pastor lately, told him how much I love him. No, I'm just having fun. <laughs> it's all of us. To realize again, it's not a sprint, it is a marathon. I surrender all. The secret is not losing those words from our vocabulary. The secret is not losing those words from our heart. The secret is not losing those words from our prayer life. Lord, it's me again. I need to surrender again. Man. I know you're keeping record probably. I don't know how many times I've said that, but I mean it. I've meant it every time. Is this helping somebody? Because it is, how many times have we said, now, Lord, I really mean it this time. And it sounds as though we're telling ourselves that we didn't mean it other times. But that's not the truth. We've meant it every time. But then we chase that rabbit. 
ain't no friend of mine. Aren't you tired of shallow? Aren't you tired of fleshly? Aren't you tired of selfishness in ourselves and in the culture? And it's in this I surrender all that we're realizing the kingdom offers something more than shallow. It offers depth. It offers something that the world doesn't understand. It offers something the world can't give. It offers something that can't always audibly be spoken. It offers something that just sustains you. It offers you something that you look around, you say, it doesn't even matter anymore. You've got me. There's depth of relationship. Have you noted in your marriage, you're married more than 10 15, 20 years, after a while, you don't necessarily use as many words as you used to, right? I mean, body language starts taking over. Men, how many of you know this posture? Yeah. <laughs> Debbie, don't turn. He, he's pointing his finger at you. Oh, sure, there's those times of frustration or disappointment. But it goes much deeper than that in body language when two people know each other. And you see, that is the wording here once again in the fourth verse. All to Jesus I surrender. Lord, I give myself to thee. Fill me with thy love and power. Let thy blessings fall on me. This growth, this depth, this understanding, Lord, if I empty myself out, there's more room for you. Lord, I've noticed I've allowed my vessel to get filled up with other things again. So, Lord, it is that surrendering today that I daily live so that there's more room of you today. How many have had a day, at least one day last week, where you wanted a little bit more God than other things? And what do you do? You just got so much room, so you realize, I need to lay aside this or put this to the side because, Lord, I really want to center on you. I want to focus on you. This is what, of course, Judson was finding out as he was growing, as he was developing. He's written the song, but now he's living it out. And finally, as he gets older and he moves to Florida, to Tampa, he starts teaching at the Florida Bible Institute. And after again... And this ought to speak to a lot of people. After a number of years, he would retire from that position, but would be called upon to go back to be a speaker at chapel. You see, Judson's life wasn't over. Among other students, there was one particular young student that would sit wide-eyed listening to Judson Van de Venter. You might know that name. Billy Graham. If Judson hadn't been called upon to go back to a place and just speak at chapel, Billy Graham would have never known the man that understood, I surrender all. Stand with me, if you will.